This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Kelly from the Tron, a weekly free FM radio show and podcast with news, views, events and music curated for the good people living in Kiri Kiri Roa, Hamilton. Ko tērā, mere tēnei rā, te tako marua o hui tangauru. 2020 was defined by the COVID-19 outbreak and response, which means climate action took a back seat for many of us, though of course it didn't go away. Jennifer Nicol was newly elected to Tikonihiro Arohi or Wakato, Wakato Regional Council in 2019, and is chair of the Climate Action Committee. In 2020, the Council approved a Climate Action Roadmap, which sits as a discussion document to guide long-term planning, alongside agreement that an assessment of climate change implications would be made in all reports. Since the work of the Regional Council can go undercover, Jen is joining us to help us understand what is happening in our region in 2021. Good morning. Kia ora, Kelly. <laughs> Thank you for coming in. Uh, let's get into this. Yesterday, your council had an emergency code of conduct meeting, which relates to Fred Litwak. Are you satisfied with how it has been dealt with? And what do you make of his claims of a division between rural and environment councillors in the Wakato Regional Council? <laughs> yes, so, um, yes, yesterday we had a meeting and we drew a line in the sand on what behaviour is acceptable or not. Um, to uphold our code of conduct, which we all agreed to at the start of the year. And so it was really something that I think was the right thing to do and ultimately um, also well overdue. So um, I commend our chair for getting an expert advisor to help um, him and the deputy chair with the process. And so ultimately um, that was somebody that knows employment law and local government really well, Julie Hardacre. And so uh, I found the recommendations that were made really good. And so here we are. Here we are. Um, and what do you make of the claims of a division between rural and environmental councillors? I mean, we do hear the urban-rural divide issue come up from time to time. And that is a, a, a topic that comes up in the media most of all. Uh, I don't see it as often in the council, even other councils perhaps, but I'm really proud of our council that I don't believe that we have that at all. Um, so, I mean, for example, I got unanimous support on most of, if not all of the decisions that were brought forward on the Climate Action Committee. And that's not something that would happen if we mm. had that kind of divide. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked that I have so many uh, colleagues around me who I really see arguing points on merit and logic. And yeah, our decisions are Great. Um, also this week, the government announced it will scrap the Resource Management Act and I think put three other laws in place. Do you or the Waikato Regional Council have a view on that, given it must guide a lot of your work? Yeah, so we get, um, you know, obviously uh, follow what central government puts down to us. And so um, if it was to summarise it in a sentence, it would be, um, we just hope that there are three good acts. Um, the the RMA is, is now... Um, well outdated and the world has moved on and what its expectations are and so yeah I'm, I'm, I really 
think that the uh, Randerson report was um, quite good in what it's recommending and I can see how that aligns with a lot of what we often talk about as being the solutions. So looking forward to it personally. Um, Often when we talk about scrapping the Resource Management Act, it's around the need to free up land for housing developments. Is that not at odds with protecting our environment? It's about strategic planning and there's a strategic planning act that's coming. So um, that would allow for a lot of simplification around how many plans there are telling you what you can and can't <laughs> do. Hence, that would make it easier to figure out what the right place is to build some houses and what isn't. Um, and then you'd have the Natural Built Environments Act to make sure that um, once you've selected the appropriate place, you're actually going to do it um, right. And I'm sure we've learned a lot from the Resource Management Act um, on what we can do right. And there's just um, some bits and pieces around what we can do better now that we have higher expectations for how we deal with our environment. Yeah. Is the district plan related to this at all? Is it related to Wakatu Regional Council? We know we hear the Hamilton City Council talk about it, but not regional. Right. So um, how it works is that you've got the highest level, um, the acts, uh, and then under that you've got the regional policy statement and the regional plan. And the district plans are the um, just one step below that that have to be congruent with these regional items yeah so um that's why we have lots of planners who are (laughs) (laughs) making sure that everything always lines up and and it doesn't always and that's especially where it gets difficult so by simplifying the amount of plans um that would be helpful for all sounds like it would be helpful yeah especially if they're all the same templates or structures as well which we don't currently have so Waikato regional plan might be a different layout to the Canterbury regional plan. Or so not easy to compare what's yeah. happening in different regions in the, the yeah. country. Yeah so okay. that's and then you've got a specialisation of um, being a planner in one area to another area and that would all add to complexity so I really hope that we simplify things we're, we're a small country yeah. we can do this yeah. <laughs> we can, and we can do this um, the Climate Change Commission recently re- uh, released their report outlining how much more needs to be done uh, in transport, energy, farming, waste and forests to reach targets set out in the Paris Agreement. Um, which aspects are most relevant to the work that you do? And I guess at this stage we're talking about um, your long-term planning and how you will deal with each of those aspects in turn. Yeah, so um, the whole fact that it happened is the most relevant thing because when you're at regional local government, you are looking to central government for direction, especially on things that are um, more difficult, like a whole economic transition, right? So for the whole country and and let alone, you know, internationally. So um, I would say that um, our staff would be very grateful to that central um, direction and nothing better than an independent advisor to Mm. those who set that direction to let you know that you're on the right track or not and even just yesterday I was speaking to one of our staff and the exec team and um, we're almost surprised that um, there wasn't anything surprising in that report and so that really um, affirms to us that we're on the right track. And so um, when you did the Climate Action Roadmap last year and that has been released um, do you feel, so you don't feel as if there were any gaps in that now that you're looking at what the Climate Change Commission is saying? Right, so um, I think our staff are only just going through that in the last few days now that the draft report is out Mm. and it is a lengthy one. Um, So we've actually got a Climate Action Committee meeting on the 23rd of February, uh, which anyone's welcome to come and sit in on. I am the one one committee (laughs) that does have visitors from time to time, which is fantastic. Uh, But um, we've been presented a report on um, the Climate Change Commission's advice and what our submission to them is. should contain and then we'll go from there sending that to um, 
onwards to make our submission final down the track. Sure, I hope so. I'll know more about it then. Yeah, after after the after our staff have advised. Yes. Um, just on these points, and I hope it's not too difficult to simplify. But if I take each of the points in the Climate Change Commission's report, and if you could talk to us briefly about what that looks like within the Waikato Regional Council's work, so give it a go. so when I say transport, what are we looking at for Waikato Regional Council at the right. moment? So um, transport, I think, will be the biggest focus over the next five-year budget. Um, that's my impression of it because. Uh, with agriculture, which is a um, massive part of the Waikato um, uh, greenhouse gas emissions, um, there is a process already going on, Hewaka Ekenua, uh, a partnership between the industry and government and, and everyone, and we are there to support them, yeah. and they are working on that, and which is great. Uh, transport is the next biggest category, and so that is also the one that needs the most... Um, coordination between how we work, live, play, mm. um, how we do urban planning, um, how we deliver public transport to make it easy. So um, that will get a massive focus, basically, uh, how it actually looks. Um, there are a lot of things at play. So looking at uh, what we call mode shift, which is yeah. just getting that walking and cycling up, looking at different ways of delivering public transport. And um, so what I mean by that is perhaps like... a um, on-demand service rather than this is the route and if you're on it, that's great. Uh, All those types of things are being talked about. But in the meantime, our Regional Connections Committee is is doing some really great work to um, talk about things like they were released just last week in press releases uh, about fair capping, for example, to Mm. try and make... Oh, and you can have your say on that if you go to busit.co.nz. Yeah, I think that's the Something website. like that and have your say on that. That's right. And, and things like that. So there's a lot of stuff mm. happening in that public transport space, definitely. So what does energy look like for the regional council? Energy is an area to tackle. Yep. So um, in-house, we um, have a plan in place to reduce um, our use of um, diesel and flood protection pumps over time. We have also um, our fleet, which, um, you know as we go mm. driving around the, the region, which we're looking to electrify over time. Um, and then we also are looking at uh, solar panels for our Pairoa office and even our new building that we're about to move into mm. in March is all wired up for EV charges and solar in future if that's mm. you know, likely that we go down that track at some point. So, yeah. Um, you did mention farming before, and I guess this does come up a lot. We are the Waikato. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, so um, with farming, it's it's about being that support to mm. them figuring it out themselves, in my view. Uh, well, uh, yeah, with the support. So uh, there it was from the Climate Commission's report, something about uh, 10 to 15% destocking over time, quite yep. a long period of time. Their main message was that this is... Um, you know, signalling early so that people can have time Time to to think about how they might do that. And and just the biggest message that keeps coming through is just general improvement and good farming practices. Now, there are some farmers who are already doing amazingly and they shouldn't take away, you know, anything negative about um, people talking about agriculture. Um, And there are some who could use a little bit of help and hence there's you know, work streams in place to help you know your number about greenhouse gas emissions, help you figure out how to reduce them. It's just the expectation that's coming, yeah. And what's the role of the Regional Council with waste? 
Yeah, so with waste, um, it's it's something that I see ramping up. Obviously, there are lots of players around who want to work into the circular economy mm. model. I see the business sector playing a massive part in that. But we also do have um, one or two staff members at Regional Council who are working with lots of others to look at how to make that happen. Yeah. And forests. Forests, yeah. So the main thing that comes to mind with forests is, no, we do not want massive pine plantations to take over our country. Uh, we do want a good mix of um, native and sometimes exotic mm. um, to get the right outcomes. So, for example, there's some great research about how um, we can get the maximum carbon sequestration with the right mix. Yeah of shrubs, trees, native and exotic. Um, and so I guess one of the goals I'm looking forward to is when you can start getting a reward for planting up your marginal land and that kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, so thank you for summarising the points of that um, <laughs> Climate Change Commission report and how it relates to the Waikato Regional Council. Uh, so this is Jennifer Nicholl, Waikato Regional Councillor, talking to us about climate action in our region um, from her superb perspective. Now, next week you'll be presented with a petition to divest from for the Waikato Regional Council to divest from fossil fuels and adopt a responsible investment policy. Is the Waikato Regional Council currently investing directly or indirectly through banks, for example, in fossil fuels or other harmful industries? And any size of that, uh, any idea of the size of that portfolio? Yep. So our um investment portfolio I'm told is by our CFO who I spoke to yesterday so I can get you a good answer was <laughs> um is about 100 million and wow um, okay yeah and we have already like many um got certain restrictions on uh, some harmful industries like weapons etc etc but not yet at the point of um, excluding fossil fuel type stuff from that which is why you know it's great to have a deputation next week from GoEco mm. and 350.org uh, we are due to review that investment policy in by June this yep. year so good timing let's talk about it and yeah looking forward to it. It just seems so obvious to me but I guess yeah, uh, these sorts of things take time. Yes. I don't know. Has oh, it, has it, do you know if it's come up before? Take time. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, since I've only been there a year, I'm not sure if it has come up before. Yeah. But we certainly have had workshops on um, investment policy or or just then fund and what we should do with it and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And we've certainly been raising um, environmental, social and governance items uh, and, and signalling to um, both the people that advise us um, and each other <laughs> that we want to head in that direction mm. so it's just a matter of what, waiting for the meeting to come around and then get to vote on it and then we get to send it to the full council mm. and then they get to vote on it so yeah. as a bit of an aside can you help me understand why the Waikato Regional Council has money to invest I mean if it's ratepayers pay their rates why is there lingering money yeah it's I'm, a, I'm just not really under the, sure how that works yeah it's um and there are definitely people who know the answer to this much mm, better than I. But, <laughs> I don't um, expect you to know everything. <laughs> my, my impression is that there is a piece of um, d making sure that we can do the best um, for our ratepayers by diversifying how we um, look at using the money to get the most outcome for the well-being okay. of the region. Yeah. So, And at some point in the past, somebody decided to set up this um, investment fund. And that then also, for example, we take um, the uh, interest that comes from that and, and other earnings in that sense to go to, say, the regional development fund. And yeah. then that's to build our economy up further in the region. And so, and I'm sure it has other 
that's going on. But yeah, so mm, interesting. Who would have thought? Um, we'll definitely hear more about it when when we're at the um, finance and services committee next week. We definitely will. <laughs> I'm not hear on that committee, <laughs> but um, we would definitely will be hearing more about it. Um, so we've got in the time that we've got left, like you're in the middle of long term planning, um, and the public and community can make submissions, and hopefully you do make submissions for that. And yes, you said April. Yes, month of April. So um, what, what we're doing at the moment, we've just finalised, kind of, or we're very close to finalising the draft, and then that gets. Um, audited and then uh, once that's been through all the checks and balances that will be out for consultation for all of April in May so 10th to the 13th of May um, if you want to present on your submission you can uh, come and do that and the councillors I imagine all of them will be there and they will listen Mm. to people present what they feel passionately about and then uh, we'll have a few days of deliberation at the end of May and then finalise it in June. And then that's the next 10-year plan, at least for the next three years, sorted. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, and I guess I probably <laughs> should have said at the start, uh, yeah. uh, the long-term plan we're talking about is the 10-year plan. Uh, it's reviewed every three years, so basically with your new council or your new iteration of your council. Um, but there's also the annual plan, which is tweaking the each budget year. each yep. year. Yep, that's right. Um, so um, Not at all confusing. Not at all. <laughs> um, but that's why I'm glad they put the long-term plan review in the middle of the trainium. So I've had one year to mm, learn the ropes. And yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And how have you found settling into the role? I mean, as a newly elected in 2019, oh, last yep. year was a, a bit of a write-off yeah. in many respects, interesting to say the least. Interesting. I mean, uh, how was the induction process for Waikato Regional Council? Yeah, it was. Um, there were efforts made to make it really a welcoming place and for us to get to know each other a little bit before we had started to make really massive decisions, like who actually are and what our committees are but um, I think it could always still be a little bit mm. better um, especially with you know um, t- team building training all those things when you chuck 14 lay people together mm. um, some of which want to play politics and some which might not and yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah it's um, and that's the thing I think every council does a little bit differently you get some different results and but I think we do really well I really love being on the Re- Waikato Regional Council um, yeah, awesome. it's been fantastic so far. And we've loved you being on it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank and you for coming in today um, and to talking us through probably quite a hefty <laughs> load of information for the average person, but it's really just giving you some touch points of the work that the Wakato Regional Council is doing. Uh, and uh, I guess me personally, it's really just hoping that you might um, pay a little bit of more of attention to um, what the Wakato Regional Council is doing. What is the best way to keep tabs on what's happening? Yes, so um, I have just started a monthly newsletter committed to monthly even Um, and so because one of the um, platform items to get elected on was to make it easier to engage especially for young younger people to find it make it interesting and brief and yeah so um, if people want to go to www.jennifernickel.com you will get a little pop-up box to subscribe to that newsletter or you could follow me on Facebook or Twitter or uh, LinkedIn, and either way, you will find a way to to subscribe to that. So that would cool. be one way. But um, obviously, you can also follow the regional council itself on um, social media. They have some pretty good things they put out. But I'm just trying to make something that's really Hamilton specific, really yeah. relevant, and it's it's just two pages with links to say a longer blog piece, whatever you're interested in, yeah. or whatever yeah. is coming up. If you're particularly interested in the things I'm interested in, it'll probably be a bit more of that in there. Cool. <laughs> so. It sounds perfect. And uh, thank you for acknowledging the fact that you are um, 
for the ha- well for Hamilton or Kikiriroa, yes. but the Waikato Regional Council is a huge geographic area, mm. um, and there are lots of specific issues to specific parts of that region, so we should also be mindful of that. Um, that's Jennifer Nicholl from Waikato Regional Council. Thank you very much for coming in today. That's awesome. Thank you so much for the opportunity. My Quakey Kelly from the Tron. That was um, a new release from Strangely Arousing. You know they're my favourite Auckland-based band. Um, and we should be expecting, hopefully, an album from them um, sometime this year. Uh, we were speaking to uh, Jennifer Nicholl with the Waikato Regional Council. Um, please, um, when you notice a um, media article about the Regional Council, give it a bit of a read. Um, you can subscribe um, to updates from them through their website, I believe, um, and also head to, is it Gen4WRC is the link on Facebook um, to keep tabs on what Jennifer's doing and to um, also sign up to the newsletter as well. Um, with a long-term plan in place, it's the best opportunity for us to have a say in uh, what's happening in our region and, and we were allocating money as well. Um, so, yeah, great opportunity to really um, see what's going on. And there is an election next year, 2022. You might not really want me talking about it 18 months out, but I just did. There is an election next year, so it's good to know who's in there and what's happening as well. Uh, but that is it for me for this week. So if you've just tuned in or you want to listen to the interview again, that's really cool. Um, and you can pick up the podcast from all podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple, 
iHeartRadio. Um, I'll also share a link on my Facebook page, Kelly from the Tron. It's sometime uh, later this afternoon. Um, next week in the studio, I'll be joined by Dr. Gaurav Sharma, who's recently done his maiden speech in Parliament, his newly elected MP for Hamilton West. So uh, we'll talk with him about how we're going to hold him to account in this three-year term. Um, and, yeah, enjoy the rest of your week. Take care. Um, and, yeah, until next week. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.